Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. I want to continue in Psalm 22, but I'd like to talk about the good half of Psalm 22 today. Are you okay with that? <laughs> I love doing that. I happen to have a uh, new study Bible here a friend gave me for Christmas. Oh, it must be a really good friend. It's a really good friend. Yeah. New King James Version. Wish I had a friend like that. Why don't we read Psalm 22? <laughs> Do it. Here it is from the New King James Version. To the chief musician, set to the deer of the dawn, a Psalm of David. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry to the daytime, but you do not hear. And in the night season, and am not silent. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man a reproach of men, and despised by the people. All those who seek me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breasts. I was cast upon you from birth. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me. For trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouth like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaw. You have brought me to the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen, you have answered me. Amen. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him. All you offspring of Israel, for he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him, he heard My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born. 
that he has done this. Wow. You did that excellently. I have chills this running up and down my spine right now. This is a tremendous psalm. A it tremendous is. psalm. It is. And I know we actually discussed while the microphones were off because it's such a lengthy reading. Do we want to read it in totality every day or just uh, pick bits and pieces? And I, I'm glad that we've actually made the choice that even though it takes up three minutes of the conversation every day, it just it needs to be read in totality over and over again. It's so powerful. This one does. It, it is powerful. And I know some sometimes we're going to have to make some choices because some of these psalms are lengthy. Yeah. This one may be right on the bubble, but I'm, I'm glad we're reading it. And look, today we, we turn the corner. As we were talking yesterday, you, you begin with such depths, you end with this height of praise, and that hinge seems to be right around verse 21, perhaps also verse 24, but the idea is God heard, God answered. God answered. That That is, to me, a really profound thing. So this is one of the places where I am a little upset with my English Standard Version. <laughs> I, I know it doesn't happen often. It doesn't. But I'm, I'm glad we were reading from your New King James today, because in verse 21, the ESV says, "...you have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen." which rescued is a much more exciting word yeah, than answered. And so you know, there, there might be the person that says, oh, no, I like the ESV better because rescued, delivered, mm-hmm. saved. Mm-hmm. The problem is in changing that word to rescued instead of answered, we miss what's actually going on in the psalm. Yeah. Because yeah. this word where the ESV is translated rescued mm-hmm. and the New King James has translated answered, answered is actually the exact same word that's in verse 2 where he said, Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. Okay. Okay. So we, we, we really we, do have... We need that word there, don't that's we? <laughs> exactly right. Because it, it really ties in what's going on. There has been this period where David has been crying out, he's been pleading with God to the point that emaciated, dehydrated, his 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 tongue has become so dried out he can't even keep crying out right. anymore. It's it's just that that's how far he's gotten in this prayer of lament and seeking God. And that's that's the forsaken feeling. I, I'm going to maintain my faith, but I don't understand why you're not doing. Why have you left me? Why have you abandoned me? I'm going to hang on to you. But yeah. I don't I don't get why you're running away from me. And then you have answered. Mm-hmm. The answer has come. Mm-hmm. I've been wondering why you haven't, and now you have. And and what a beautiful, wonderful thing it is. And you know, interestingly, David doesn't sit back and say, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna keep complaining about how long it took you to answer. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He says, You've answered, <laughs> and so now what I'm gonna do is I am going to praise you. And he's answered in such a way, as the psalm concludes, that I will be telling my children about this, and my children will be telling my children about this. This whole picture of posterity and talking about the Lord's answer, even the generations who will be born. And not only am I going to tell my children, and they tell their children, and they tell their children, our children, and you know, keeping it back in the context of Israel, mm-hmm. the nation of God, David as the king of God's people, right. he says, I'm going to tell our people, and we're going to tell the world. The world. The praise for this, the worship, the honor is going to go not just to the ends of Israel, not from Dan to Beersheba, but from the very corners and ends of the earth is where praise is going to come to you because of this. That is how significant and amazing this answer is. It's mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so powerful. And I get it. The it's this last half. That's the God we all want to serve. We all want to serve the God of the answer. 
Yes, we do. And he does answer, and he does grant, and he yeah. does deliver, and he does rescue. But, uh, you know, one of the things to recognize is in the first half of this psalm, we've got the storm. In the last half, we've got the rainbow. I like that. Uh, I like that metaphor for this psalm. If you can make a metaphor for poetry, I don't know. <laughs> that might be breaking a rule. I don't, well, it wouldn't be the first one I've broken, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the storm and the rainbow, and how dire the storm is of the of the isolation, uh, the betrayal. People have turned on him. The physical problems. All of this. I mean, it just seems like he can't get lower. In fact, he refers to himself as a worm. Mm. You don't get much humbler than a worm. Yeah. I think the thing that we need to grasp is I don't get the rainbow without the storm. Oh. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things as I consider this psalm, when I when I teach on the psalms and I talk about praying, I actually have a sermon that's entitled Why You Don't Have to Pray Like the Psalmists. Okay. I know that sounds odd because I also have a book called Praying Like the Psalmists. <laughs> one of the lessons in that book is that, yeah, the psalms teach us about prayer and teach us how to pray, and we, we gain words for our prayers Mm -hmm. and approaches and understanding about prayer. Yeah. But I think the Psalms freak people out. I know they freak me out a lot of times thinking that when I mature, what my prayers will sound like is poetry. That when I'm finally mature and I really know how to pray, I'm going to be in the depths of despair. But when I collapse on my knees, shouting out to God, what's going to flow out of my mouth is this wonderful poetry with these wonderful images. And and, you know, what's happening here is this This is not the record of the actual prayer David prayed while he was lamenting. This is, this is a meditation from later looking back at the whole event that he has now constructed in this beautiful picture to get across to us how deep he had gotten and how high he was taken. So you, uh, if, I'm, if I'm tracking with what you're saying there, you, you meet people who have this idea of this spontaneous poetry. Yeah. And, you know, good, that, good Christians, this just pours out of their mouth. Good Christians just it, pray in poetry. Instead of recognizing that, like all poetry, it takes time to write, there's construction. Yeah. You know. Yes. I yeah. gotcha. This is, clearly, this is after the fact. This psalm is written after the answer has been given. So we might ask, well, why did he even include the first half? I mean, it's yeah. it's so dark, it's so dismal. And I think the reason the first half is included is because... What David is demonstrating is, I didn't get to the heights of praise from a neutral position. Sure. I got to the heights of praise from the depths of despair. Yeah. And and that in and of itself also highlights the amazing answer of God and the amazing deliverance and rescue. And I, and I love those words. I just hate deliverance and rescue, I'm saying. I love those words. I just hate that when we put it in that one verse, we miss the the swing that's happening in the psalm and what David really constructed here yeah. as he memorialized this event. The request and the answer. You know, also just about this psalm and thinking about people, you know, spontaneously spouting poetry. <laughs> uh, there, there, can be, there can be a concern, I guess, that my prayers just don't stack up. Oh, they just you don't know? measure up. They don't measure up. I might as well up. quit. I might as well not do it. Yeah. Particularly when I'm discouraged anyway, maybe I'm in a dark situation. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I want to get across, um, you know, there's—let's see here if I can find it really quickly. I mean, I'm not just making this up. I think there's good evidence for this. Hezekiah uh, prayed when um, he was sick, and it points out—let's see here. I think Isaiah, I'm in Isaiah 38. 38. So. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have his prayer. 
And Hezekiah's prayer in Isaiah 38 and verse 3 is pretty simple. Please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Mm -hmm. That's Isaiah 38, 3. I mean, that's his prayer. That's the prayer he offered. Uh, But now get down to verse 9. A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after he had been sick and recovered from his sickness. I said in the middle of my days, I must depart. I am consigned to the gates of Sheol for the rest of my years. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Right. But now we have a psalm. Yeah. So so here's we actually gain insight. And I think Psalm 22 is, is a similar demonstration. But here we actually see the prayer he prayed. I'm not scared at all by Isaiah 38, 3. I could pray that prayer. When yeah. when I am yeah. scared or concerned, I can throw that out to God. Now, verses 10 and following, hmm, not so much because I don't spout poetry. Right, right. Um, that's a good point. What, really what do we point. have? We have the prayer that's offered in the moment. Mm-hmm. Then with Psalms, we have the memorial, the meditation that resulted as David meditated on and considered what he had been through and then produced the psalm. And it's incredible how those meditations and psalms then feed our hearts and instruct us and really bless our souls. Here's one final thing I'd like to bring out in this conversation as we see this shift. Mm -hmm. He answered. As we see the shift happening, I, I just want to tie this back to the previous two psalms. Because in a very real way, I think we could actually see Psalm 22 fitting in between Psalm 20 and Psalm 21. In the sense that in Psalm 20, you have the king going off to battle, and the congregation is praying this blessing upon him Mm -hmm. and saying, we want you to go and we want the Lord to make you victorious. Then you've got the first half of the psalm, which is the king's prayer, as he is in the midst of the battle, but things aren't going his way. This, This blessing, this prayer has been uttered, give me victory, give him victory, but he's in the battle and it is not happening. But then there's the shift. There's the shift in the midst of the battle where the answer is given. The request is granted. And here is the victory and the praise. And what does the king say? The king says, I'm taking this back to the people, and they're going to be praising you. And what do we have in Psalm 21? The people praising God because he has granted the request. He has answered. I think in a very real way, Psalm 20 and 21 are the people's two sides of this, mm-hmm. Psalm 22 can really fit in the middle as here's the king and what he's actually going through and how he responds. I, I just wanted to share that before we wrap up, but it's it's time to stop for today. We've got so well, much in the Psalm to talk that you about. Did. I mean, that's just neat. Uh, that That's going to get people going back and reading Psalm 20 and 21 uh, I hope this so. afternoon. I hope so. So... Well, listen, it is time to wrap up. We're so glad that uh, you joined us for the conversation today. Of course, you can always contact us through our email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a prayer. Edwin? Holy God, thank you for answering. You do it in your time. You do it in the way that it's best. And we don't always understand why you do it when you do it. And we don't understand why you wait. But Lord, like David, we're not complaining because we know that when you answer, it is the best possible time to answer. And so we give you glory and when you, we give you praise. And for everyone who's listening to me right now that are still in that moment of feeling forsaken, I pray, God, that you would hold on to them and help them to hold on to you so that they can get to that moment of being answered and the praise that can come from it. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. 
check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.